Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hi, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, and I'm a founding host of Talk Cosmos. We have leading-edge conversations awakening your authentic self for soul growth. And if I look a little different on the screen, well, it's been a different kind of morning. And the times right now, today is, just to log us in into reality of time and space, happens to be Sunday, February 6th, here in this USA nation that we live in that I live in, because other nations, other places have other times and dates. Yes, we know this. And we have today Planet Buzz, and we have our panel discussion, as we do every month with wonderful, wonderful members. And we're talking about the two personal planets, Venus and Mars, one on either side of our planet Earth. And as one of my members, Leslie, brought up, a great title. I'll give credit where credit's due. Sustaining inner discipline. Oh my gosh, has that rung true? We have a little pre-talk and then we have a week to kind of hibernate and digest and percolate, right? Which life is. I mean, all the planets are direct now, thank goodness. And they're rushing back and forth trying to figure life out. And that's what this is about for me at this moment, because We have the cosmic lovers approaching each other very close that they will be for five weeks and at most one degree orb within and maybe without and then a couple of days at two degrees. It's most incredible. And Harmonia was their child. Well, one thing led to the other and as it does always, which we will talk about because we have the values of Venus with the choices of Mars. And it's really that conversation as they unite once again, these cosmic lovers. So I was up for one reason or another early before sunbreak and having a conversation with another friend, decided to look for the stars. She'd seen all gold. Well, that wasn't visible, but there was Venus shining bright in the morning sky daybreak before and so i decided okay let's talk well you know what what is it talk it's hard to know but i wrote because that's part of my past these days and that's we'll get into and so then i wrote a poem which i do and i decided i'm going to read it alas harmony how you reign amidst twin towers between tranquil twilight venus emboldened Mars leaping close, her gates breaking, their keyholds lost. Never fear, says, tells, harmony. Paths forged, washed, bring shores of crashing waves, battered rock, thrusting like antlers interlocked. New portals awaken, renewing Keysmith's training. Their cosmic lover light lasting, rising high into the heavens, leading daybreak and scouted by Saturn's rings of time. See here, whispers the warrior's light beyond old stories, 
guarding boundaries, envision your secret handshake. You aspire making life your terms in harmony. Mercury and Pluto conspire to speak. Build not walls using old stones, but cobble paths. Build benches, make burdens shared. Our guardian rises, joining the chariot's destiny, bringing a day renewed, bright. Here are the birds remembering Venus near Mars shining bright, singing songs reminding memories of joyous harmonies, treasured sight. So I ended it with thank you, Lights Might. Okay, it's time for Planet Buzz. Focusing on planetary ecliptic orbital cycles and planetary pairs called synodic cycles connecting the planets at the same degree that begin our relationship, these are the members of Planet Buzz. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Leslie Francis, author of the 2019 and 2020 Llewellyn Sunsign books, a practicing professional astrologer intuitive, a lecturer, and host of my own podcast, Coloring Outside the Box. My lifelong search to understand what it is to be human led me to develop my own approach to astrology called Purpose-Centered Astrology. I passionately seek to support people in their greatest act of creativity, living life through consultations and webinars. Creator of Star Cards, I love talking and making people laugh. And I'm Dr. Laura Tad. I have a PhD in human science and work as a spiritually oriented psychological astrologer with people around the world. I teach and lecture on astrology both in person and remotely. I have a blog. I have written for the Mountain Astrologer, Celestial Vibes, and Tarot.com. Additionally, I am the educational coordinator for Live Life Resources, an educational nonprofit specializing in resiliency training, education, and research. And as the ancient Hermetic Code reveals, as below, so above, as above, so below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happened to be this morning. You know, a great, that's uh, not a secret. But if you have Astro Gold on your phone, you can go zip and see immediately where the stars are at that moment and the planets. So it was interesting. It had um, uh, Sun and Saturn just below the, the Ascendant and uh, Mercury and uh, Pluto in the 12th. And then in the 11th, the two cosmic lovers with Vesta. So there you go. Well, good morning and hello and good afternoon. Hi. <laughs> it's so great to see you both again. It truly is. You know, it's values into action, isn't it? And how will we do it? That's the whole thing. You know, whether I, we talk against a book banning or whether we talk about where it is in our chart. Yes, Leslie. <laughs> uh, Nathan would like you to, un uh, to unplug your headphones. Your sound is muffled. Oh, thank you. Dear, well, that's life. Is that better? 
That sounds I think better. So. But... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So it was muffled. My whole poem was muffled in the water, sloshing around. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Not another mercury retrograde problem. Even though it's not retrograde <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, I had real difficulty with my computer. It's. Um, I'm going to have to purchase something to make the connections better, I guess. But I found something this morning that I'll share to begin. I was outside again at six o'clock in the morning, scouting around for Venus, which I did see. And I saw this little thing on the ground. I thought, oh, I'll be a good person and pick it up and throw it away. And I looked at it. It's a leaf. See that tiny little, little tiny little leaf. Wow. It's all curled up, which amazingly is like the spiral of life that begins. Mm -hmm. And here it is ending. It's like, oh my goodness. So I thought, well, I'm not a not a technical physicist, uh, but I do like the right question. Like, how is the universe happening? So I think it ends and begins with a spiral. That's what I say. So how true. Yeah, so yes, about our values in action. You know, I guess I'll introduce my own quest at this moment because really having these two personal planets in Capricorn that have been merging together since, well, technically they are exact on the 16th at the full moon, just two hours before the full moon of February. And then they go exact at the middle of Capricorn and then they cardinal sign. And then they go to zero degrees Aquarius on the 3rd, of, no, the 6th of March, just a couple of days after the new moon. But then it's extended. It's extended from, I think, the 7th, that's tomorrow, in of February, all the way to the 18th or something of March. That's like five, five and a half weeks. Long time for these two guys, or gal and guy, however you want to say it, two gals, whatever. However, we talk about these energies because one receives i think and one gives choices you know one has values everybody's talking about how do you call the old feminine and masculine well what are they doing that's what i say one is well, receiving and calculating their values and purpose well, I, and meaningfulness and the other one's saying hey let's do it but i <laughs> but i think that part of the challenge we face in describing different kinds of energy is we genderize them when we don't need to genderize them at all because they as you said one is 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 re receptive and the other is active yeah and good and 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 um yeah um sorry about that well no <laughs> My brain is gapping out. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having my own Capricorn, Venus, Mars Capricorn thing going on. With like my, my computer is doing. Yes. With my tooth. So <laughs> it's like, you know, and I'm about to get my tooth restructured <laughs> wow. so I can sustain my life. <laughs> that's, very, that's very Capricorn. And, and it's interesting because, you know, I know we don't generally talk about the personal stuff till towards the end, but that conjunction, the first one, it's right on my sixth house cusp, so, um, which of course can't be helped. But as anyway, uh, good. Yeah. Actually, I, I do wish to give credit. I appreciate you giving me credit in, in the introduction, but it was actually Laura that talked about uh, sustaining 
inner our inner uh, discipline. Well, then it's just... a three way. It's three <laughs> ways here, and that's good. I, you know, um, I'm glad with going with the personal first because I truly, by re reading my poem, I'm sorry nobody could you couldn't hear it. Was that it? No, we could. It was sort of. Uh, muffled and so the sounds better now so it was able to be heard oh, it's just sort yes. of under the water it wasn't this. it wasn't mute you weren't mute oh rats well at any rate oh. i think the point that, that, that regardless of the poem um it is that and a lovely poem it was yeah it but it was that decision for me to start recreating I, i've always written poetry and uh for my own benefit to understand what I don't understand, you know, in the world, because somehow it seems a lot more sensible than it does in tidy little sentences that everybody else is thinking, because that's otherwise I would understand it, right? But I don't understand it. So I make my own poetry. And, and this class I'm taking is the artist way, which has been around since the 70s and wanted to do for the last 40 years. And there's this wonderful class that is available with a woman named Mary Gail King in California. And uh, so, you know, you, you have these goals. And so I've been writing my pages every morning to flesh out the brain cells, which, and then I've thought, well, let's do something on top of that. Because I know that one of the creative ideas is you take a, anyway, you flesh the brain out and then you create from that. You get all that chaos out and you kind of reconstruct it. So anyway, so I've been writing poetry, but isn't well, I, that really th these planets talking already? Well, well I, I think that's the, the key to sustaining an inner discipline is having a fo focus and, and finding out. <clears throat> because we're always shocked that what we value changes in life. That what we thought was important when we were 22 is no longer important to us. And you know you know we've talked about venus and mars you know desire versus that you know choosing um what in a sense feels right to us what is a reflection of, of our inner self and finding ways to express it outwardly but it's hard to do that and especially after the last couple of years when everybody feels like everything has changed so dramatically uh, i was having a conversation over the weekend and and saying to someone you know that the oh for god my brain just gapped out. No, it's okay. Because <laughs> I just lost what I was going to say. Uh, well, well, that you, you know that. Oh, I was actually talking to a, a person who's a cancer, and saying, and and this is true for everybody, that the only security that you have in life is within. And so, if you're talking about the polarity between Capricorn and Cancer, trying to find a way to sustain that inner discipline has to do with go, really has to do with going within you thank you leslie and i, I hope, hope you that made any sense at all no but... it does it does it does no 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 we have to remember right now both jupiter and neptune are in pisces this is not just one act scene here this isn't just the two inner plant uh, uh the cosmic lovers trying to recalibrate our lives through capricorn deconditioning which is really what you're saying um, but we have these other play actors on this on the screen of life. Any rate, getting back to your thought and to the personal, it's in my fourth house. So when you talk about 
these two polarities and in, 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 and in astrology for everybody, um, there are not just the 12 signs, but six polarities. One has a partner, they teeter totter and together they make a, the board, Something. the board of life. <laughs> yeah, they're axes. <laughs> so yes, that's very important. The inner discipline really relates very closely with mine. And it, it's interesting trying to define what inner discipline is i mean i guess it depends on what kind of an emotional relationship people have with the word discipline <laughs> right um so really it's creating a, an appropriate framework uh and focus because uh, you can't that, that's so much a part of self-discipline anyways it's not just the act of doing it's the act of creating which is also very much connected so that's the venus mars the the uh the creating and the doing because create you know creativity is not the actual act of putting it it begins far before that long no, that's long before that right it, yes and i think really important and i is the fact that we again have this piscean energy that's so strong with jupiter in its quick path through uh, Pisces, which it did a little bit last year, and it will at the end of the year again after it has its time in Aries, but it's it's Pisces right now, imagination at its best, along with Neptune when it actually conjuncts on April 12th. Of course, these vibrations are strong. So I think, in other words, this inner discipline is allowing ourselves to enter the unknown. Because in the past, Capricorn would always say, I need goals. They need to be in the real world. I can touch, feel, and see. Well, that's true. Like for instance, I have, for my own example, in my fourth house of inner self, I'm working with these pages that Julia Cameron with the artist way says, you do first thing in the morning, three pages. They don't have to be big pages. Mine happen to be big pages, but they can be little tiny pages. <laughs> they can be three by seven. Look what my teacher says. But, you know, I decide, well, if I'm going to say something and get it out, let's get it out. So I got a great big book. And besides, it was empty and needed to be filled. So, but it's that quest of, it's, it's a different time with Capricorn. So I think it's a good point that you're bringing up. Well, Pisces is the world of all possibilities. And so what do we draw? <clears throat> so I think that as much as I, I okay, again, my, uh, <laughs> so okay. it, it, it's jump important in. not to try to put the cart before the horse. So recognizing that you're going to get a lot of uh, stuff buzzing around from and maybe, you know, this would be a, a time for very powerful meditation. Now, you know, if yeah, everybody has absolutely. their own form of meditation. You could be meditating while you're washing the dishes. It, it has more to do with getting into that brainwave pattern. So, you know, a lot of stuff is going to flood in. So the, uh, the, the, mm -hmm. the conjunction first in Capricorn and then in Aquarius, as you begin to, with it in Capricorn, there is that, you know, finding an appropriate foundation and rebuilding one or, you know, with Pluto there too, it can often be, you know, beginning what appears to be beginning from 
Yeah, <laughs> beginning from zero, ground zero, and moving up, not realizing that you have all of the life experience that you've had with what that has contributed to you. It's kind of, I think, a wait and see prospect. We can deliberate and go a little bit trusting what's been in the past. But to move forward, we just got to get on that raft and move it. Well, no, I don't mean looking at the past. I mean, recognizing what what you have built within, which has to do with sustaining inner discipline. Because if you're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, sometimes we have a tendency to go, uh, it it's not perpetuating the past. It's drawing uh, strength from what you've accomplished, knowing that going forward, you can rearrange, reconfigure, re-whatever your life. And then when that conjunction takes place in Aquarius, you're really ready for a new, be for a, a more change. Because yeah, the having that solid foundation, right? I mean, if you think about you. any sort of structure, any building, right? If you don't have a solid foundation, it doesn't matter how creative and fun and exciting your design is yeah. or your how innovative the architecture is. If the foundation isn't solid, it's not going to stand up for any length of time. Yeah, it's just like in my poem, I was re saying cobble a path. Well, the path, the ground has to be flat for the rocks to the stones to be Im embedded. So yeah, a, a foundation is good no matter how you make it. But deconditioning the past, I think is a big part of this, you know, with all- And, and what, grade, so what do you mean by deconditioning the past? Well, just that. If, if people have already liberated themselves from deconditioning, it's like, it's great to borrow, beg and steal from what the traditions of life are through your family, through your society, through your neighbors, your whatever it is. But to a certain point, it's like, I think what's being asked now is to find, wend your way. But deconditioning, is it your voice or not? That's the basic thing. If it is, hey, great, you've done the work, continue. But if it's not, it's partly, because if it all worked, we'd still be doing it. And it's not working. And we can say, yeah, it's because of the, the, you know, whatever's happening in the world. But it's not just that. It's a culmination of everything. And um, obviously, it's a good time to realize that on a grand scale and on a personal scale, there's things that need to be redone. And that's what I mean by deconditioning. De Saturn, Capricorn is conditioned and deconditioning. And especially if, if, uh, Pluto's involved, which it is. Well, and, and you know, when I think it's important that sometimes people forget that they are their foundation. It's not what happens externally to them that, that is the foundation of their life. It's they are the foundation of their life. I love and it. being asked, I, I think that there's a lot of fear on, on the planet right now. And uh, I, I don't know about the rest, about the two of you, but I feel it. Uh, every time I go out of my house and I go somewhere and I come home and I'm tired, uh, which is leading to, so to what we see are a lot of highly reactive um, responses to what seems to be fairly straightforward forward stimuli. 
does that make any sense? Like, you know, sure. I'm a, uh, like, we've got a, in Canada, we've got a lot of convoys going on. A lot of anti-vaxxers are out protesting and then the pro-vaxxers are out oh, protesting and, and it's starting and it's like all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's back to that whole need to be right versus wrong. And, and anyways, it, it, it's just getting to be a bit of a muddle. <laughs> so maybe a polite way to put it. So I'm hoping that with this, with these two conjunctions, we get some clarity and that people can find a way to, uh, instead of trying to control their exterior environment, yeah, find a way to, as you were talking about it, I guess that's part of deconditioning the past is, is yeah. recognizing you can't control your exterior reality. Right. Very good. Okay. It all ties in. I'm like, finally, we got there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it is work, right? I mean, we're talking about Capricorn. You know, Capricorn is it, the sea goat that went from the bottom of the sea up to the top of the mountain. It surely didn't fly, didn't have wings, not in that mythology. Yeah. Well, but, and too, though, I think, you know, that structure, foundations, that's all the good. Right. It's just a, there's the difference between being stuck versus being stable. Right. The mm. stuckness of Capricorn is that's what we have to break up. Right. But stability and structure and boundaries, those are all yeah. healthy. Right. Those are needed. You know, if we didn't have structure, we wouldn't be erect as a species. Right. <laughs> well, there's yeah, all kinds of structure. I mean, there's, um, you know, I was reading though a lot about walls. Walls have their purpose, right? They keep the puppy dog in the yard, perhaps. They won't keep a cat in the yard, but they'll keep a dog in the yard, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about chickens. There's a lot of chickens here in Hawaii. But in fact, we had a duck, a Muscovy duck that obviously flew here, finally found a new home. They can be pretty aggressive, those male Drake Muscovy ducks. Yeah. So anyway, boundaries, it's um, back to the internal. Let's go to the internal. Let's go with where is that in each of our lives. Laura, do you want to, or Leslie? Well, the first one or the second one? Or both. <laughs> well, it's the whole thing. Because for me, it's in one house going into the next house. But you could explain that. Is it going from one house to the next? Because it is 16 degrees Capricorn till zero degrees but then it's a little before and a little after because of the one two degree orb yeah i mean it does actually fall the same they both are in the same house for me um yeah they're both in my second house yeah um, they're both so, in my fourth and leslie where are they in yours uh well I, as i mentioned before the first one's conjunct my sixth house cusp and the con the the other uh, conjunction is conjunct my natal mercury in my Which sixth is, house. Well, so it's, all it's my sixth just house. at your sixth house going into your sixth house. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Like mine's all in the fourth and, and yours is in the second. The second. So the Capricorn one is within a degree of exact opposition to my Venus. Oh, yes. So it's all in our lower, in the lower hemisphere. It's all in our personal kind of our, our self houses. It's not in the subjective in the upper. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's very, um, yeah. Well, that's part of that inner experience, yeah, right? It is, is the, is the body No wonder we called it what we did then. <laughs> yeah. Well, in so many ways. Tough luck for the other people. <laughs> intuitively, it's very good, you know, and that's really, again, doesn't that get back to Pisces? It's like, yeah, let's use these other tools. Let's not get so, you know, A to B oriented, linear. Anyway, yes, ma'am, go ahead. Uh, I believe we're being prompted for the break. You're kidding. We've babbled that long. Well, thank you very much. This <laughs> is Planet Buzz with Talk Cosmos or vice versa. It's Jan February 6th. And we're talking about this amazing conjunction between Venus and Mars occurring as we speak for the next five weeks. And we'll be right back. Thank you so much. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established patterns, permitting the energy of freedom. Just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards, as a fixed air sign represented by the water bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy, Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So... Grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Hello, this is Marie O'Neill with Padma Life Coaching, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk, 1150. Oh, you can't hear me? Yeah, I was oh, you can muted, hear me? but I just unmuted okay, myself. Okay, very good. Well, welcome back, everybody. And today is February 6th. And as we talk about these two nodal rulers, Venus is the ruler of our new North Node in Taurus. And Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio, along with the modern ruler, Pluto. And, of course, they're all in... Capricorn, the ruler happens to, which is traditions, which is rules, regulations, fears, authority, mastery, a whole abundance of life that we've been dealing with for a long time here. And really helping us guide, I think, our new 
how we're going to work with this new world that we're all experiencing, building our foundation, as, as both of you clearly and beautifully said earlier. So these rulers are um, connected. You know, there's great mythology about the harmony that their child produced and its best, you know, when they were together, they had other things, but this was one of the stronger points. So, you know, it's a matter, I remember during our talk, it was like, are we walking our talk? And because it is action and our values. So if perhaps that's a way to introduce the new thought, if you have some ideas. Well, yeah, I think um, walking our talk and that it also with rulership gets very tied to the lunar nodes, right? That becomes a big part of this, even though it's not an aspect to them, it is the rela archetypal relationship, right? Venus governs Taurus and Libra. So we have the North node in Taurus right now of the moon and the old Mars being the old ruler of Scorpio governing the South node of the moon. And so in addition to walking or talk, it's also this at collectively as a humanity, you know, what are we aspiring towards in terms of that Taurian North node um, and the values as a global society that we are going walking our talk with or not. And how, where's the conflict with that? Where's the tension with that? I think that's, we're seeing that pop up with the Olympics and the, you know, the politics of China. Right. And so that's part of this as well. You know, and that we maintain of, that with the, yeah, with, uh, just with the nodes and that. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I think, well, you know, important. go ahead. I think yeah. it's important to note that when these conjunctions take place both times, the moon is in a fire sign. And sometimes when we talk about the nodes and we talk about how they're connected to a major, um, because Venus and Mars are beginning, it's interesting that they're beginning this new cycle twice in the space of essentially two weeks. Yes. And there's two, and, and they represent the two different paths you, you could take um, and cling to the past, or are, are you going to prepare your structure for, for the future? So for the first conjunction, the moon's in Leo, and for the second, the moon is in the very last, degree of Aries. And so <clears throat> in a way, there's an invitation there and to, to really, because uh, fire is always active. And it's important to think about where the moon is. Uh, at least it seems to me. <laughs> well, I brain is, brain is, it's, you know, no, 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 you Leslie, showed me that spiral great. in the beginning and my brain is spiraling. No, no, Leslie, it's great. We just jump in and out. Yeah, it's good. I, I, I love this reminder that there is this passion involved. You're so right. It's not just all cerebral of, or, or even material, like putting pieces together in a puzzle. Yeah. It's that inspiration. That's beautiful. I also thank was you for saying that. You you said what I was trying to say. So okay, very good. Well, that's where we can we can c collaborate. Yeah, you know, I was thinking it's finances too because we were kind of talking about what Venus is. You know, it's resources, it's finances, it's value, it's beauty. It shares two signs that it rules. And I was just reading 
Forbes. I try to get, I have a hundred, well, I have about 10 different newsletters, but I chose 30 and below thinking maybe young people have something to say here. And I don't know really if it's 30, 30 year olds or what, but it's, it is. There's CIOs, um, chief information operations. I think that's what it is. At any rate, are, are changing. They no longer have to have engineers. It's this collaboration. That's what I'm getting down to. There are people that can they collaborate and there are people that are of greater um, diversity, meaning, of course, the diversity would be anything from the obvious what has been. So that would be women and people of various ethnicities and racial descriptions and gender descriptions and everything. So um, the broad spectrum, right? So you had said something that, oh, because this is exchanging gifts too. I think you were touching on, on the idea of, maybe it was Laura, what we, we offer, you know, as far as resources. So that was my feedback. Uh, well, yeah. I think maybe with that, so, you know, as it transitions this, they track each other for these many weeks, what are the resources that we're going to take forward, right? So we're laying the foundation, we're setting the stepping stones. Some of that is what resources are we going to bring with us when the conjunction's in Aquarius and we get to be really inventive and think outside the box in our what okay now that we have these resources maybe it's a way of using them in a totally new way it's the same resources but we're being really innovative in how we allocate them or what we spend our money on or what we don't spend our money on um in a more revolutionary way which is that aquarian energy um and things that we thought were important to us aren't or things that we didn't value we suddenly do and Leslie, well, think, oh, go ahead. Well, I think it's really interesting. Uh, when we were talking about, it, we realized that 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 the, the conjunction in Aquarius is at zero degrees one minute. You couldn't get more birthing initiation energy if if, if you tried. If, and so uh, it, it's interesting with the other conjunction taking place in Capricorn in the middle of the sign. Perhaps you could interpolate that that uh you know you've got some time you know to take action because of course mars is the is the planet that initiates the first conjunction because venus is, hasn't picked up speed after it was retrograde and then and then it's venus that brings them together so action is taken and and then we find ourselves with a brand new beginning and interestingly enough I think it's important to point out that you don't have to have all the answers. You don't yeah. have to know Absolutely. everything and, and feel like everything's in its right place. You, you just can't. need yeah. to trust your, you know, trust in your fact, I really where you want to go. I, I love this. I think we can't. It, it's an injustice almost to ourselves because if we're birthing, this is not like 2019. This is 2022. We are experiencing two years of a pandemic that's disrupted everything for whatever reason. That's life today. However, we find our resistance, we're <laughs> accepting it, right? And so we're all recalibrating total brand new systems. 
And if we haven't, somebody near and dear to us is. So it's like there's this domino effect. And so we've got to like begin fresh. And so these two are holding, you know, thankfully Capricorn has every sign has wonderful virtues and has a shadow side. It's par for the course. And the wonderful side is that they're looking for ways, as you brought up earlier in the conversation, how do we set something of some stability in our life? How are we going to like have something that we can rest on to kind of work on later? But we don't need to know what it is because if we do, we're discrediting, I think, the other side of it, and that's Pisces. Pisces, it needs to, it needs to come in as part of that spiritual synchronicity, you know, of spirality. Spirality is it almost sounds like sound sounds like spirulina. <laughs> hey, let's talk about where it is in our life. We may not have too much time. You know, it's in my fourth house. And I realized besides my poetry and all that, I'm changing my food and I'm exercising because I have a family cholesterol thing. And um, the doc said, well, it's either statins. And I said, well, can I have some time? Well, if I can lose some weight and get exercise. And of course, any activity would be activity because this is a couch potato we're talking about. <laughs> and I don't want to be mashed potatoes. <laughs> it wasn't a good dance ever anyway. So that's really <laughs> times when I was a little kid how do you do the mashed potato you know we were like in having a sleepover and everybody get their little towels and rub their feet and I thought this is kind of stupid sorry folks oh that's but, what that was no. yeah that was a mashed potato I thought nah not for me <laughs> oh I, I no I mean I heard the song I just didn't really know what the dance was to be honest oh it was <laughs> yeah you put your foot front forward and you kind of go back and forth you know on your toe and then you take a yeah, towel I like and the I like the twist a lot better, but I'm really yeah. aging myself. So, <laughs> so I, you know, that was young too. <laughs> so for me, uh, yeah, there seems to be, uh, it's carrying on a theme, like, you know, working through, cause for me, the success is about health. It, it's about routine, you know, having conversations with myself about perhaps it's time that, I changed my routines because I have an inner adolescent that just doesn't like rules of any kind. And I should say I have five plants in Aquarius, so people will understand why that is. And I've been having chats with her trying to get her to understand that it is, you know, this is very much a sixth house thing, that it is a healthy, productive, and and happy thing to have routine instead of always going well i don't have to do anything i don't really want to do <laughs> i'm in your camp me too I, i'm doing so um and so there's healing going on you know uh because of course the six is opposite the 12th and so here's an opportunity you know to do some more exploration to change some of uh, and the moon rules my 12th house so again you're, you were talking about deconditioning the past it really makes sense and i'm i'm actually kind of really excited about this uh it, it, well all parts me except maybe my inner adolescent she's she's still not excited about it but <laughs> well very good thank you leslie and i i you've spoken more broadly too with areas for myself laura yeah well as i said to both of them 
will take place in my second. I don't actually think we've said the date of the conjunction. So that well, people we have did. To... I said it was February 16th. And then it'll also be, which is about noon on the East Coast. And then it is March 6th. Yeah. So just so yeah. we've got that. The first folks. one coincides with the full moon. And I do have the exact times. You're right. And I didn't give them exactly. But, you know, so, but so for being with it in my second house, I can't sort of separate it from the fact that I have a 15 degree Cancer Venus. So it's, it doesn't operate, I won't experience it independent from that opposition, or at least the first one. Um, and so it has a lot to do then with my, it's in the house of values, and then it's opposed to my values, right? So it really, it's like multi-layered of looking at what's most important to me and what do I want to take forward and what am I, and what to let go of? What have I been entrenched in, in that Capricorn energy that it's like, I said, I valued it. So I'm going to be super stubborn as a South Node in Taurus person and like, no, I still value it. I'm not going to move. Yeah. <laughs> and, and letting go of that because it doesn't make to make room for the new of the Aquarian conjunction that then is still in the second, but then a little while, uh, well, three degree, two degree orb of my Saturn. Right. So I, which is three degrees Leo. Um, wow. So then it, is also like, what am I going to be accountable for with these new things that I say I value and maintain and being called out to be accountable for, okay, you value that now, what are you going to do about it? And again, this walking your talk, right? That Saturn, that combination, I think of the Saturn and Mars of accountability with the actions that I'm taking. All very important Capricorn words. And really, I have to remember going into Aquarius, which is an air sign. So, you know, moving from earth to air is not by itself an easy thing, like an alchemy. It's because one is grounded and has form and the other is like floating around and doesn't get into earth very easily. I mean, they, they don't just as elements. But for me too, that is right at my yod, which connects my Saturn and my Venus along with Uranus, the whole nine yards and an Aquarius. So it's, it's, um, I think adjustments are huge for everybody. So for all our listeners, if you have anything in the cardinal signs, that's Aries, Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn, and there's a five degree spread to be safe, but there's always huger, huger, larger. But it is already at the middle point of Capricorn all the way to the first to the zero degrees and into I think about three degrees or something they, they actually linger in two degree orbs what is it Leslie oh I'm just listening no you were making I did I say something or no you were thinking uh, yes I mean I no think... I was just thinking I was thinking oh. about, I about my chart thinking. I wasn't thinking about what you oh, were saying okay. Sorry. I know no we have to be kind to ourselves kind to our charts right <laughs> kind to us yeah, well, and I, I was think thinking one of the about things... the adjustment part. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was that 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 is going to be quincunx my natal Uranus, just just what I really need. Mm. Well, you know, the good thing about <laughs> Capricorn is too, it's time oriented. I mean, 
the polarity cancer, which we, I think I know I strongly too have been thinking like I can do it my way and my time, but Capricorn on the other hand says, you know, you should have been ready for our uh, 10 days ago, like time's up, you know, you can be premature on this. And, and so, but there's a usage to that because you have to, like you were saying too, Laura, you have to like strip away some one of the essentials to see what's, what's the true priorities here. I know I've been collecting all kinds of classes and new habits that I'm trying to build. And it's like, holy mackerel, you know, it's yeah. my own kaleidoscope. It'll, um, but, but the good news is that, you know, you kind of have to reach back and go, okay. So it does, there does have to be like you're saying, Leslie, a little bit of it. Well, you know, it's always interesting because uh, uh, we, we face this challenge every month when we talk about planetary energies to remind ourselves that it's all part of a flow. It's all part of a process. And that, you know, these are jumping off points for, for all of us, you know, to begin the process. It's not the sole determinant of the process. Yeah, it is. It is a stepping stone. It's true. And I was thinking, yes, ours is, uh, well, very personal. And then I keep looking at my notes about book banning. Now, would that be part of this, you think, where there's values that are being on a... Well, it really connects to what you're talking about, deconditioning the past. And, and, and also, um, I, I think we haven't really talked about this, but I think it has to do with not wanting to deal with reality. <laughs> oh, yes. With, denial. Right? Denial of the past. I mean, the book banning that's happening in the U.S. is wanting to deny the past. Yeah. And not really, that gets back to, to, well, in this country, we have Neptune opposing Neptune for quite a long time. They have a 166-year um, orbit. So it's like, Ours is 22 Virgo, and this is 22, 23 Pisces. So it's a lot of denial. Yeah. So it's, it's really more of a, the, the sky is collaborating and, and putting down its. Well, and it'll be interesting. This, the second conjunction, we get the Jupiter-Sun conjunction in Pisces the same day. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, I know we didn't show any charts this time. And. So, and that'll also be at 15. So like we get at the middle of the sign, right? Like we have with the first conjunction that's the middle of Capricorn. Um, but I think that that will be part of this energy, even though they're not in aspect to each other because they're sort of, I don't Yeah, know, but it's an aspect, really aspect to the pre, I, from my point of view, it's in, in aspect to the previous conjunction. So in other words, it's, it, you know, it's carrying along some of that yeah. energy on a, on a more subtle frequency. Yeah. And, yeah. and so as we're moving into that, oh, being inventive, but the potential for delusion is going to be really high. Well, I think it is that reference point. If we take Capricorn and we say, what is reality that we see, whether we like it or not, that's part of it. And therefore we can tell because illusion and delusion are pretty close. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of ideas that like Einstein said, imagination is first. And we know that. I mean, Musk and all his guys wouldn't be happening with whether it's right or wrong, whatever they're doing without, you know. Imagine. Right. So yeah, it can also but be really it, dreamy and just downloading. 
right? And then yeah. trusting that even if you can't make sense of why you feel like you have to act in a certain way, perhaps it's there's some other guidance you're getting. It's not that concretized energy of Capricorn. It's you just know. It's that tacit knowing. It's just downloaded information of, oh, now I need to do this. And if you tried to parse it out rationally, you probably wouldn't be able to or won't be able to. But it had made potential, the highest potential of that conjunction, like being coinciding with the other conjunction, is that ability to just have a, you know, the gods conspire in our favor. They, it does want, the, the universe does want the best for us. Yeah. And being able to take advantage of that time, like a really powerful time to do meditation or whatever, however that is for you, whether it's walking meditation or, uh, you know, mindfulness or breath work, any, whatever is Gardening, your if you meditation, out, painting totally. for some people, right? That gets you in the zone, that answers coming through that then, and making note of that and saying, okay, that's really where I'm feeling guided and by whatever, whomever is your source, you know, and paying attention to that. Yeah, that's important to recognize. Uh, I think it's something I, I'm, I feel like I'm Jupiter and Neptune are already doing today. Uh, The the notion that uh, just allowing that free form flow, right? And then when those two plants conjunct in Aquarius, it's, that there is going to be a drive to to create something new but again it's so new that that energy is so new and it's beautiful because it, it's like a baby being born so yeah. there's so much potential there and how is and, and yet the moon is at 29 degrees of Aries so you know I I this is why astrology is such a powerful language because it gives you so much insight and in an hour we can never ever talk about all the potential that exists in the things we're talking about. Well, Thank you, Leslie. And thank you, Laura, because we are just about closing. And I'm thinking with this, the new tools that Pisces brings in because there's music. Music is the language of Pisces along with Taurus actually, and also film. And films are these storylines that are graphically brought to life that just show these incredible vistas of, of dimension in, in every way. You know, our brain doesn't even know the difference between truth and what it is. I mean, what's real and what's not real when it sees film. It's been it's researched. So in other words, I think you're right. If we open ourselves like links in a chain with these uh, days that are ensuing from as of now or tomorrow, today's the sixth, it starts the seventh at conjunction, two degrees leading up to the 16th, 10 days from now. And um, then, because I know Leslie and I have a big thing on the 15th, it's happy birthday for you, Leslie. And it's gonna be an LLC for me. So there are all kinds of things underneath happening, coming up and it's vibrationally with all this is true. It's big, it's going forward. And next week we have Cosmic Collaboration, another panel. We have four people on there, two new people. 
and I just so thank all our listeners. I'm going to start up where we have a question every week and people can go online and answer it. And then we'll have a winner and we'll do something with the winner <laughs> or they'll do something with us. Um, join us. 